So we're learning about the Ner Havdalah. We'll say a few more halakhas about it and interesting things. So the reason why we make the bracha on the Ner after Shabbos is because by Adam Arishain, according to some, there was no sunset the first Friday night. HaKadosh Baruch Hu kept the sun or the light around for a full 36 hours. That became the Aragonus. It's hidden in the 36 nearest we light by, by uh, Hanukkah now. But for 36 hours straight, it was light, it was not darkness. Matzah Shabbos, when it got dark, he was terrified. This is the death, this is the darkness that's consuming the world because of eating from the eight Sadats. And when he went and he uh, managed to produce some fire from the rocks or whatever it is, he, he got this, this light from it. It was such a tremendous hano and benefit and comforting happiness for him. He made a bracha and he thanked HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the light. So we have to recognize that Matzah Shabbos were making this bracha on light. Again, it's supposed to be a birkas nenin, something that we're enjoying. And therefore, number one, one of the reasons that we use a torch is that it should be a double flame. When there's two flames that join to become one, we get to see different colors within it. So there's different shades of color within the flames. And that's why we make a bracha, the lights of the fire. As a matter of fact, if somebody would not say Mo'ire, he's not Yotzi, he would have to make the bracha again. If you would say Mo'ar or just Bara Eish, you wouldn't be Yotza. If you say Bara instead of Bore, which would be past tense instead of present tense, then by the effort you are Yotzi. But if somebody would not mention the fact that there are different colors and different lights within the flames, you're not Yotza. So we're supposed to be appreciating the color and the different shades that are in the flames that we're seeing, and it's a bracha that we should be thankful, Takash Baruch for the beautiful, wonderful, different shades of light that Hashem created and put into the light that we're, we are visibly able to see. When we do make the bracha, we're supposed to benefit from it in a way that we're supposed to be looking at our nails, and some say also our palms. Our nails have a bracha to them. It's something that you can notice because every day or two or three, you notice the difference in the size of your nails. So then nails are considered something that have bracha to them. And therefore you look at your nails to see the bracha. Some say you're looking at your nails to see if they need cutting. So that brings the question of how much hana do you have to have from the nair. We mentioned the fact that it shouldn't be a th- through a smoke glass. You should actually see the flame so you could appreciate the flame itself and the colors of the flames itself. But there's also a benefit that you could use the light for something that you want to look at. And that's why you're looking at your nails. So that luck is there should be enough light that you're getting from that flame that you should be able to be able to see the difference between two different types of coins. So again, you're supposed to see the flame. Now technically you could see a flame from very far away. If it's very dark, you can notice a little flicker of a menorah from hundreds and hundreds of feet away, but you're not getting any light from it. So you need both. You have to see the flame and also get Hana from the light. So if you'd be in another room and you're just getting the glow from the room, you might be getting benefit to be able to look at your nails or two different coins or whatever it is, but you're not seeing the flame. Sometimes you can see the flame from very far away and you're not getting light. You need to have both to make the bracha and benefit from it. When we do look at our nails, it's brought down that we're not supposed to look at the inside of our fingers. And therefore, I don't, this is a, a Kabbalistic thing, therefore what we do is we fold our fingers over our thumb. So we put the thumb inside like a fist and we look at our four fingernails 
um, that are folded over the thumb and the palm. Some also have the custom to then turn the hand over and look at the back of the fingers. But for some reason, we don't look at the inside of our fingers. There is an Indian also to then look at the palm when you're looking at your fingernails too. Uh, I'll be Kabbalah, you're bringing the R into the palm and the lines that are in the palm are also a simon bracha to, to bring some light into your future that technically might be able to be read, although we don't do palm reading. There's no need to look at both hands and both nails, but some people have a minik taka to do so. If you don't specifically have a minik from seeing your parents or your rebbe, whatever it is, then the proper thing is just to do the right hand. But again, if you do have a minik to do the left, that's okay as well. There were those that after putting out the flame, they would relight it and say it was a segula to prevent from fires. Some people have a minute to make Havdalah on their own, even though they listen to Kiddush from one person as a group, Havdalah they'd make on their own. Some say that it's because that, you know, Tamid Chachon don't want to be used with other people who don't realize that it's a mitzvah to make Havdalah and Mitzvah is Kavana. So they want to make Havdalah on their own to make sure that they're actually being Yotze the mitzvah. Some say it's a skula to make Havdalah on your own, to be Mavdil between Yisrael La'amim, and it would prevent the Kayak that perhaps our oppressors are being drawn drafted into armies is brought down in Europe. Some people did this war. But definitely, it's better for everyone to hear it as a group.